Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from real football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, after some astonishing results over the coronation weekend, we are still none the wiser as who will be relegated from the Premier League this season. Liverpool's late charge for the Champions League is on, with Manchester United beginning to stumble towards the finish line. And at the top of the table, both teams win, with City still in control. Lots to get on with, so let's talk football. Hello, everybody. Everyone, welcome back. What a weekend. I enjoyed having an extra day. I enjoyed having an extra day, too. It was very nice. And there was lots of football on offer as well. There was lots of football on. Not so many goals over the weekend, but Monday... Yeah, yeah. Some good, some bad, for sure. Jesus. We've oh, had yeah. lots of games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had a lousy Sunday night, but I, I bet you enjoyed the rest of the weekend. Yeah, it was It was nice. It was nice. But, I, I mean, just some, some of the games. I don't think some, a lot of the games weren't brilliant, to be honest. They weren't, but then I suppose when they're as tight as they are, obviously mm. in the end it could go either way. There was a lot of games that could have gone either way in the end. Yeah, for sure. But I want to start down the bottom of the table. Uh, we, so interesting because there's just so much going on. Uh, you want to just grab my little? Because I have to remind myself of all the scores because uh, it was crazy. It. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, over. Let's have a quick look uh, back at Saturday first. Where was the interest? So Leeds and City, wasn't it really? Yeah. Um, Big Sam. We got to talk about Big Sam. You have, because what did you say it, last week? That they wouldn't lose 4-1, they'd lose 2-1? They'd lose 2-1. So yeah, they, well, I never said that. That was a tweet that oh, I read. Was tweet, that, right. that was a tweet that I read, and I, th- and I agreed wholeheartedly with, with what it said. But then, you know, Big Sam decided he was going to run his mouth. Oh, yeah, I'm better than, yeah, Pep, some, I'm better than Guardiola. I'm no, no, in fairness, yeah. in, fairness, in fairness, what he actually said is, they're not better than me. I'm as good as they are, is what right. he actually said. So he wasn't, he wasn't being... On that level of disrespect, but I still think, Sam, you're setting yourself up. And I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, it was deflection. He was deflecting from the players. They were going into a game against the team, challenging for the title. That's not a game where you need to deflect from the pressure on the players because there there should never be pressure going into that game for Leeds, who are struggling at the bottom of the table, against the team right at the top of the table. What are you deflecting against? As long as they went in and worked hard. Which they did, to be fair, they did very well. I watched, I watched a lot of that game. They, you know, they did put the work in, the effort in, and that last twenty minutes when they get that goal back, or the the last twenty minutes they played really well, and obviously they get the goal back with like five minutes to go. And you're thinking, oh, okay, potentially. I just thought the pressure Sam put on himself, and he's just made himself look like such an idiot for no reason. Yeah. No reason, because everybody's kind of backing, you know, our big Sam's area, you'll do a good job for him. And then you say stuff like that and everyone's like, we don't want, no, I don't want him to win all of a sudden. <laughs> I want him to win. I mean, you know, I've got no, I've, you know, if anything, I've got anti, anti-City anti and Leeds, by the way, let's be honest, in that in that particular particular occasion. Yeah. I, I, found, myself, I found myself in this weird situation where I was like, this don't feel right, but City, City, City need to humble this man. Yeah. yeah. City, City need to humble this guy and put him back in a, in a place because it wasn't, 
Oh, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like I the attitude. Thing for Leeds. Obviously, their goal difference didn't take too much of a battering. No, and that, that to be fair, would probably the uh, the aim of that game. Yeah. Coming out of it with a bit of respect, and they have, and yeah, it's all very, Obviously, very interesting. A little bit of controversy with Gundogan's penalty. Yeah. In terms of he should have probably shouldn't have taken it. Harlan should have done, but it was on a Yeah, but I think Harlan gave it him, though, didn't he? I think. I don't think Pep was too happy about it, but yes. It might not have been happy, but yeah, Harlan was just like, no, go on, get your hat trick. And he's German, so you yeah. kind of expect him to put it away, don't you? Yes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you'll put that away. Yeah, you normally you normally expect that to go away, so I've got no problems with that. No problems with that whatsoever. Uh, and then, then keeping it down the bottom of the table, uh, Chelsea won. No, that's just a joke. It's just a little joke. <laughs> We'll get to Chelsea. We'll come back to Chelsea. But we want to stick to the bottom of the table yeah. uh, and then go to Monday where it all kicked off. Yeah, I mean, Monday was just surreal what was happening. Yeah, it all over the place. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to... Because I didn't see the Fulham-Leicester game. No, I watched the highlights of it. Obviously, it wasn't televised, that one. And I'm, I'm trying to... I'm just looking at the score sheet right now to go, what was the score at what point? And I can't really work it all out, to be honest. Well... Because everyone seemed to score at lots of different times, but the end result was Fulham beating Leicester 5-3. So it was 3-0 at half-time. Yep. And then they were shouting, you're not fit to wear the shirt, which is quite right, you know. Yeah. And they've seen what they've had put in front of them. You know, you expect better. Yep. They scored the fourth goal just after half-time, so they hadn't really learnt any lessons from it. <laughs> they pulled one back. Yeah. And then, then it went 4-1. <laughs> And then got two late ones. And then got two late ones. Jamie Vardy did miss a penalty in between all of that. Crazy. So they had two penalties. Crazy game. So he could have finished 5-4. Yeah, finished 5-3. Very bad for Leicester at 4-0. Yeah, especially their goal difference. But as it turns out, it isn't too bad in the end, although they well, yeah. dropped into the bottom three as a result. They have dropped into the bottom three. You know, there's a bit of fight shown, obviously, because they, you know, at four nil. At four nil down, they decided to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is we'll a have a go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Leicester. I mean, you look at that result and you're thinking, or oh, and you look at the results elsewhere and you're thinking, it's not great. But to be fair, open. last week Everton. We were like Everton could go, so you don't, you just don't know. These the results are so I mean, that up and down at the moment. Is a complete anomaly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, given how well Brighton have played all season. Yeah, for them to concede five at home. Concede five at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I was watching it. And really I poor from Brighton. What was happening? Yeah, they really. You know, that's the first sign though from Everton of something because that's one thing that they haven't really they haven't shown since the Arsenal game when Sean Dyche first come in they got that result they got that massive result against Arsenal they haven't showed any back they've shown they nothing shown have they no, no. Uh, and to be fair they didn't necessarily need the resilience at this in this game because they just were far superior which was they the surprising were, thing Brighton did start the second half Brighton were very much in the ascendancy and they had to weather yeah. the storm a little bit oh yeah but at 3-0 it, it helps do you know it what I mean help at three confidence the tails are up yeah at that point uh, and then you know you go and get the fourth 
and you kind of relax, you know, you can relax, even, you know, they get the consolation a couple of minutes later, but you can relax a little bit. Um, and then you get the icing on the cake with the fifth one in injury time. But massive result for Everton. Yeah. Obviously so climbs them out. The world of good as well. It really does. Um, you know, compared, to, they're now ahead of what Leeds and Forest. Yeah. In terms of their, their goal difference, which could, could seem to be a vital thing. Could be come the end of the season, for sure. Uh, and you know, Everton, um, Nottingham Forest not wanting to be outshined. Oh crikey! I mean, the Forest game was just nuts as well. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> you know, they go what four two up was it at one point? Yeah, they were four two up with sort of a few minutes to go, and then they get a penalty. They start yeah. the penalty, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, it's in the sixth minute of added time, and I think they had another four minutes on. Top four of that. or five minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, so anything could have happened, and you know Southampton were fighting with everything that they could muster. Yeah, but I really feel now oh, they're done. <clears throat> they're done. They need to win three out of three. Yeah, and they've only won six games all season. Yeah, they so, uh, are eight points from safety with nine left to play for. Yeah, so, yeah. So I don't think. You know, they need all the other teams. Well, they don't. They just need Everton, I guess, to lose three. Yeah. Leicester and Leeds could lose two, but Southampton have to win three games. Yeah. And it's very unlikely that they're going to win three games yeah. out of three. Very, very unlikely. Yeah. So I think we Southampton stay in the Premier League is looking like they're going to be gone. Forest still fighting away, get themselves back out of it. And so we've got Leicester, Leeds and Southampton as the three teams down there at the moment. So Leicester and Leeds will be looking for a bit of turnaround. West Ham, I think, have, with their victory over Manchester United, have, have secured their place for next the season. Yeah. I think they're not really going to get dragged back into it. Like we say, with three games to go, Leicester and Leeds are seven points away from them. So it would um, take, it would, Again, it would take a minor miracle for yeah. West Ham to be sucked to back get, into it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I think we, we good, we're good there. Uh, from a West Ham point of view, um, we just seem to be stumbling and not goals have dried up for Manchester United. I think. I think yeah. well, you look at the way that we're playing. We're, we're playing okay to a point. Mistakes are costing us at the, the back. Final third, you just yeah, we, you the, the, the fluidity's gone at the minute. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's why we're struggling at the moment, especially away from home. Uh, Wolves at the weekend at home for us. Yeah, and we're hopefully on their holidays. <laughs> we well, would think so after their. I think we've got a couple. We've yeah, we've got a couple of home games. Yeah. Um, of our last four, which I'm hoping will be enough to get us over the line. To be honest, but uh, yeah, we've been stumbling and falling over our feet. It seems as we're getting towards the end. Ever since um, got knocked out of Europe, would you say? Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit wobbly since then. To be honest, but you know we've. Not having Varane and Martinez, I think, has been a massive loss. Yeah, definitely. Into massive loss at the back. Yeah. yeah, and I just, you know, it goes to... Defensively, you know, we've defended all right. We've had mistakes. I think Luke Shaw and Lindelof have done well as a pair. But it's like, going forward, I think, given the way that we're trying to play, our centre-backs are quite crucial. In, in being able to help break that line going forward and, and create starting attacks and giving midfielders a bit more space. And while she's um, probably used to that, Lindelof maybe not so. Lindelof not so much, but I, even so, I think Martinez's range of passing in particular, I think we're missing. 
Obviously, um, the last two results have been individual errors. Yeah, individual errors, which doesn't help the situation. But the fact that we're not scoring goals means that that's costing us more. If we were scoring goals, one, you know, you wouldn't have those pressure situations falling on individuals who aren't necessarily that best adept at dealing with a situation. Um, so, yeah, I think we're struggling, but, you know, that's by and by. We're kind of a byproduct at the moment in the league. There's a lot of more interesting things happening, uh, you know, which is including uh, the Liverpool revival. They, But they had to work hard against Brentford at Anfield. They did, yeah. Um, that's five wins on the bounce for Liverpool. Yeah, and they found their feet. This this run that we always thought we had, they had in them all season, they finally found it. Yeah. Um, but hopefully just too little too late. We hope for you probably yeah uh, yeah for me obviously we ain't catching them now probably but <laughs> no no you're done you're done you're done I enjoy can, thursday nights i can see them i don't know whether the newcastle will wobble or not i don't think newcastle are wobbling i don't see newcastle wobbling i don't see it so, i don't i, I, so I think it will be us it'll be us it'll be us or liverpool for the final champions league play yeah I think so. Yeah, we'll see so what happens with it. Brighton have probably done out, out of it now. Yeah, Brighton, Brighton are probably... Well, I mean, they're not. They've they're not. two games in hand, but they've got to win yeah. those two games. Yeah, they've, well, they've only got a game on us. Yeah. And Newcastle, which makes it a bit more difficult for them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, very, very, very interesting. But we're going to talk about Chelsea. Frank Lampard gets his first win in his second spell. Hooray! Finally. Um, and what was a very good performance, really, I thought, against Bournemouth in the end. Yeah. yeah they were I thought they played well. Which is something we haven't said about Chelsea all season. No. Let me find the goals. But, you know, they get the early breakthrough, don't they? Yeah. You know, and then the 1-1 happens and you think, you know, from a Chelsea perspective, you're thinking, oh, no. Not again. Oh, oh, no. But then they get, but they left it late and they, but they persevered with it. And I thought they were the better team. They were the better team over the 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, they got. They got the results that they did. You know, they had so much more of the ball. Even though, you know, Bournemouth created opportunities. You know, they probably created about the amount the same. Yeah. But um, I just felt that... Chelsea were more clinical when it came yeah. to... Yeah. When pushing they had, to shove. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but a 3-1 win, much needed for them. And just secure their safety. Half, yeah, secure their safety in the Premier League for another season. They'll be happy with that. <laughs> um, All things considered... But yeah, it's looking like a bottom half of the table finish for them. Potentially, I mean, they got what six points. Hands, yeah, yeah. But we'll see how that will. But you know, well done, Chelsea. They're on the mark. Wolves beating Villa for me was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, looking like Villa have started to hit that that little hump. Yeah. Um, they've yeah. still got a chance they've of Europe, but it's outside, I think. Yeah. Now, you know, because of Brighton's games in hand, it makes it a little less likely, I think. Big game between us and them at the weekend. Yeah. So, um, interesting going on there, but that was an early goal and not a lot else happening no. on Saturday. And the same for Tottenham. Yeah. Goal just before half-time or at half-time, essentially. I said to someone in the toilet at half-time, yeah. what are we going to do when Harry Kane goes? And what on earth are we going to do? Yeah. Because he set up his own goal. Lovely. He sent it out to Poro. Poro sent it in. He headed it in. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Most headed goals in a season for Harry Kane. 
Nice. Now second in the all-time Premier League yeah. scorers. Overtaking. Overtaking Rooney, yeah. Which, which was, was the inevitable. To do. So, and, 51, well, 52 to go. Yeah. And he gave a very interesting interview. Mm. This guy. Is this your last home game of the season? No, we have one more. No, we've got one more. We've got one more. We've got Brentford. In two weeks' yeah. time. And it was a very okay. interesting interview. I wouldn't necessarily say he might not leave this summer. Okay. I'm not sure. It's a, it's it's a it's a huge gamble if we let yeah. him go into the last year of his contract because he goes for nothing. Mm-hmm. But I would rather he stay for another year. I think I think he needs to leave now though, for him. But where does he go? Well, he goes. <laughs> I'm going to say it. You're not going to like it. He, he either go well. He goes. He goes to Spain, but he won't want to do that because he'll want the. I think he wants the Premier League record. Yeah. So. There's one place where a goal-scoring striker is needed at the top end of the Premier League. And that is... Manchester United. I think, and we've been having this discussion between us, my mates and I, for the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks about Harry. I think his wife is going to have a big say in where he ends up. Mm -hmm. If she, Obviously, they've got three children, four children now, or four yeah. children on the way. They're settled in London. They're settled in schools and things like that. I don't necessarily think she'll want him to uproot them to either Manchester or abroad. I, yeah, I just I don't see the abroad thing happening because I think he wants the Premier League. Yeah. But I I I think you're clutching onto some straws here. That I, I, I wouldn't say I'm clutching onto <laughs> some straws. And, I'm just looking at it logically and from scraping scraping some barrels. Scraping some barrels for the last way, bit of hope. We aren't going to sell him to Chelsea. There is not a... No, I don't think he'll end up at Chelsea. And he obviously isn't going to go to Arsenal. He isn't going to go to Arsenal. So, Nobody else apart from you needs a striker yeah. apart from us. Yeah, and don't, <laughs> don't also forget... Don't also forget he was very ready to go to Manchester City. But he was persuaded not to. Yeah, he was very ready to go. So I don't think that moving up... Manchester would be necessarily a problem and for them. And I'll tell you what I've told you in private all of the time since we've been talking about Harry Kane leaving. 120, you can have him. Anything less, I mean, no. I mean, to be fair, I'm not negotiating any deal, so I don't know why you're saying that to me. <laughs> but that's I, I, the, that's I can't affect I that. Have in my head. I cannot affect that. With a 29-year-old no. with, with one year left on his contract, you'll be lucky. Uh, you'll be surprised, I think, this season. If Declan Rice is worth 100, and Declan's going into the last year of his contract... And Declan Rice... Yeah, but Declan Rice is he's 23. Is he? Or 20... He's young. Declan Rice is only young. Yeah. Can't score the gold Harry can, though. And he's a very different type of player. And he's a very different type of player. <laughs> Watch this space. Yeah, it's 24, sorry. Okay. Declan Rice is 24. Do your research, man. I just did. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we'll see what happens with Harry Kane over the summer. That's going to be very, very interesting, I think. Yeah. But I think, well, I think, to be fair, from Manchester United point of view, well, one, it'll depend on what happens with the ownership. Yeah. 
um, and how that progresses. Um, and I think you'll find that you'll know if we're going to want Kane early doors because I think it'll just happen. We want to get it done because we don't want to hang around with Levy and then lose out on other op- other targets. Yeah. I've told you, you know. who you should buy. Who? Holly Watkins. No, I want Osherman, to be honest, from Napoli. That's, Ooh, okay. that's, who, I'd, that's who I'd go for myself. I just think he's got everything. His pace is powerful. On Sky. He finishes. Yeah. He's in the goals. And just and, fair, and he's and he and he's got the he's got the work rate that Ten Hag would like. Yeah, and to be fair, for Napoli's point of view, yeah, if they're going to sell him, now yeah. is the time to sell him. Absolutely, yeah. Maximise his price. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be interested to see how that goes out. Uh, I think we've only only got one game left to talk about. That is Arsenal Newcastle. Yeah. Arsenal Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle, obviously. I was a bit disappointed with Newcastle's performance against Arsenal, I must say. Yeah, they didn't seem to have the the vim and verb that yeah. they had all season. Yeah. And Arsenal, you know, Arsenal are fighting and trying to keep this title race alive. Now that they're all of a sudden chasing, um, but I think you know City have still got their game in hand. To go four points clear. Them more because they're I think so. Now. I think so. I think I think now that they're behind and it's like it's not in their hands, it's like well, all we can do now is just keep trying to win, um, and hope that City have a bit of post-Europe blues the next couple of weeks. After you know, it was a hard night for Manchester City in the Bernabeu. They got they got their result. Yeah, and I think they'll be pleased with that. To be fair, I think they'll be hugely yeah the huge thing that they yeah needed. massive for them back to the Etihad with them in control of it. Yeah. Um, and I think you know having that that effort that they had to put in it will be in Spain. To see how they react to the exactly, yeah. exactly, and whether whether they can recharge. But we'll see. And then that might just open the door a bit more for Arsenal. But time will tell on that one. Well, Man City. Yeah, and Everton obviously are fighting for everything, that and they're really going to work them hard. Yeah, they're not going to be able to make many changes. I wouldn't have thought. No, absolutely not. Interesting. But there we go. Uh, right then, shall we have a little look and see what's going on around the world? Yep. I'm going to start this week in Serie A, where the party has now started for Napoli after securing their first title since the 1989-90 season. A draw in midweek with Udinese secured it. They have to wait to get their hands on the title itself for the last couple of weekends of the season. In the race for Europe... The six sides fighting it out all met. Ironically, all the games ended 2-0 as Juventus beat Atalanta, Milan beat Lazio and Inter beat Roma. In Ligue 1, Marseille missed the chance to put the pressure on PSG. They lost to second They lost second place as well as Lons beat them and overtook them in the process. The gap to PSG is six points, but they won 3-1 against Troyes without Messi, of course, at the moment. Bayern Munich maintained their one-point lead at the top of the Bundesliga after squeaking past Bremen. Dortmund battered Wolfsburg 6-0. At the bottom, Schalke made it back-to-back wins to move out of the bottom three. In La Liga, no league action this week, but Real Madrid did pick up the Copa del Rey after beating Osasuna 2-1 after extra time. 
to Saudi Arabia, where Al Nazir's title bid is almost certainly over as they drew, and Al Al had one, so the gap is now five. Defending champions LAFC were beaten in the MLS by San Jose as Seattle and New England lead either conference. In the A-League, Adelaide United and Sydney FC advanced to the semi-finals to face the West Coast Mariners and Melbourne City, respectively. In the WSL, Chelsea put seven past Everton to move four points behind Manchester United, who beat Tottenham 3-0. It now looks like a two-horse race at the top, with City being beaten by Liverpool. At the bottom, Brighton secured a big win over West Ham, Leicester lost to Arsenal as Aston Villa put five past Reading to keep them stuck at the bottom with two match days remaining. And finally, we head to the Football League and the National League to confirm those teams heading for the playoffs. One team that will not have to worry about it this time around are Northampton. They were promoted automatically at the weekend to League One. So the League Two playoffs are as follows. They Stockport will face Salford. Bradford take on Carlisle in League One. Sheffield Wednesday play Peterborough, whereas Bolton play Barnsley. In the Championship, it's Luton against Sunderland and Coventry against Middlesbrough. And in the National League, after a crazy couple of games, Notts County will face Chesterfield at Wembley for the right to join Wrexham in the Football League next season. Lots of exciting things going on then. Always enjoy a bit of playoff season in the, oh, in I the AFL. Playoffs. It's one thing that I enjoy, but I never yeah. want to be involved in it. Oh, you no, know, you never want to be in them. You never want to be in them. But it's going to be fun and interesting, and there's always drama. There's always drama. There's always drama to be coming, yeah. Uh, Shall we have a look see what our football manager, Wonder Kid, is doing? Yes. Donis Avdijaz, how is they getting on? So Hartberg is where he is in the Austrian yep. Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. They won 5-0. Uh, go on, tell me. Go on, give me the good news. What good news? He, he's playing. Come on, he's on the score sheet. Come on. He is on the score sheet. He scored from the penalty spot. Let's to go. Make it, to make it 4 0. They did have a man sent off, Troll, who yep. um, were not having a very good time of it, but they are now just one point behind them in the table. They are even potentially in with a shout of making it in to the Conference League playoffs. That's Interesting. The, the top of the bottom table gets. Interesting indeed. But yeah, they're on a, a winning run, almost. Yeah. Nice. That's what we like to see. That's what we three like to see. Three games for Donis. It is. He's he's on it. He's on in form. He is. Making the difference. At four 0 I mean, what? Yeah. Um. Shall we have a look then? Because uh, there's still lots of football to come, even though we're coming towards the end of the season. So, what fixtures have we got for the Premier League? This weekend. So we start on Saturday lunchtime with a big game for Leeds United as they welcome Newcastle to Ellen Road. Southampton take on Fulham in what be, could be the game that relegates Southampton. Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest. Big game for Europe between Aston Villa and Tottenham. Manchester United at home to Wolves. Crystal Palace at home to Bournemouth. Then there are three games on Sunday. Two at two o'clock with Everton and Man City being first up. Brentford and West Ham is the other one at two before 4.30, Arsenal versus Brighton. And then Monday night football, another huge game, this time for Leicester as they take on Liverpool. 
Yes, it's going to be very interesting. It's heating up towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up from us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, you can tweet us at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at Let's Football Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be back next week with all the news from that week of that was of football. But for now, we'll see you all later. Goodbye. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to the next one.